right, Patrick, post-Thanksgiving podcast, we're back. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? I want to know. How was, did it all go well? Yeah, it went well. I mean, like everyone, ate a lot. Only It was only three of us. Okay. Um, yeah, didn't travel, stayed put, which uh, although – you know, that was safer from a COVID standpoint. It certainly made you closer to the refrigerator. So therefore, uh, <laughs> so. and and not having to drive, you tend to drink a little bit more. So, okay, yeah, yeah. So. And then, you know, I, I was doing well for about six hours. You know, you know, always the Monday after Thanksgiving, you try to say, okay, I'll go two weeks eating, you know, something healthy or trying to low carb. Low, low carb. carb. All right. Low carb. Yesterday wasn't bad. And then, you know, obviously, I, I don't know if you know, but I mean, I know you know, but um, we had to put down our sweet dog, Jetta, last night. Yes. That was 14, sad. 14 and a half years. So very sad. It's a little odd, though. So we've the last four pets we've had all, you know, lived in, you know, well into their 13, 14, 15 year age. But all four have have had to be put down between like November twentieth and Christmas. Really? Okay, like that's they, a weird uh, coincidence, I guess, for your pets. Like they wait for the holidays. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, and that time too. Oh my gosh. Well, but anyway, so in in you know from a condolences standpoint, our our, our very good friends. She, she's she's a baker, um, dessert maker, and she she makes this amazing sourdough bread fresh so she brought a loaf over last night and obviously i had to have four pieces of toast this morning okay four pieces okay okay well well you're just stress eating you know jetta has yeah, passed yeah, it's yeah. it's you know i, I mean get, i get i get 24 hours of stress drinking, yeah right you'll be back on track you know by thursday for sure but that that was sad i mean i know you guys have had two beagles for a while and it's always hard because they're like complete family members they have their own oh. personalities so um, well, good. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are holding up okay, and and everybody's yeah, thinking about you because people, it's so hard to lose a family pet. It's so hard I mean, to put them and, down. You, know, you realize how many dog lovers or pet lovers are out there. Oh, I mean, seriously, the condolences are like. I know they're more for a human. They're, it's yeah. really. Yeah. Maybe fucked up, actually, but, you know, anyway, anyway, um, obviously. Oh, I, th- I think I would stop to save a dog before a human. What? Okay, come yeah. on. Are you, you're not getting in the very Giving Tuesday um, mode. You, you, what happened? We were so, like, grateful Patrick. Now we're back to curmudgeon Patrick. I mean, come <laughs> on, what? It's totally changed. Well, um, I'm serious, like, like, okay, seriously, if you, God for, I mean, listen, all kidding aside, you see an accident, you, you know, oh, they're okay. If you see a dog laying there, I'm getting out of the car. Um, I would think both, you know, I mean, I think people want to help pets. I'm not that nice. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, there we have it. Um, by the way, how was your mushroom tofu? Oh, I should have taken a photo. Um, Dan made kale based Thanksgiving. Um, delicious. So he made a mushroom pot pie. Um, that was a (laughs) big Why? It has like a mushroom, a mushroom gravy in it. Um, there were like some carrots and turnips and cut up potato. It was like it was like a pot pie, just minus the chicken. It was great. It, it all, it all like was it like Noah's Ark? Did all the animals from the neighborhood come over to eat as well? <laughs> no, all the humans did. Even <laughs> non-vegans enjoy it. It's like it's just like getting people over the oh, fact yeah. they feel it's like, like they're. I, 
it's like a side dish. I get that, but you got to have the turkey and the ham and you know the the whatever with it. I could honestly, I, no, I'm like so ready to give up meat too. I think we've just been meatless. Once you go meatless, you don't oh. even crave it anymore. It's really weird. Okay, I got to try it. I'm telling you, plant based is where it's at for you for 2021. <sighs> Why not? Like a plan. All right. Well, tons of stuff happened. You know, of course, I'm paranoid because Dr. Burks, who's obviously national, you know, uh, NIH doctor, says basically if you travel during Thanksgiving, you ought to assume that you have COVID. I'm like, oh, great. Uh, Lots of COVID stuff. Lots of politics. What? 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 Okay, you don't believe that. I just don't believe anything anybody says anymore. So the World Health Organization changed, you know. Last week, they came out with something different. The CDC, it's like whatever the week is, they have a new plan. You know what? We're, we're, we're at the end now with the vaccines. Let's get them out. They're saying that they could have almost anyone who wants a vaccine can have one by the end of March. Uh, line me up. I'm taking both three. I'm going to take six. Give me all the doses at once. Uh, it's wow. time. It's time to get back. My goal is next summer to hopefully be, you know, at a beer festival with a million people and no mask. That's oh. that's my goal for next summer. Wow, you've got what, what's made you do such a one eighty? Uh, not in a, in a week. I mean, because here's the thing: I saw you tweeting a lot about restaurants again. You yeah. know, nationwide and Los Angeles County being one, getting ready to close indoor, outdoor. Uh, I believe they did close outdoor as well. So, but when you, do, you know, and, and a lot, you and many other people, it's not just you, say, there, well, there's no science, there's no science. But when so you go to... I'm glad you brought it like, So, all, all serious. So, I've, I've actually gotten some emails directly and some criticism about my, my, my persistence about how restaurants have been treated. Okay. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not disputing the fact that restaurants and or bars, especially indoor create a higher risk for transmission. I'm not disputing that. What I'm disputing is that restaurants that have gotten to 50%, well, and now it's 25% Montgomery County, and hopefully, you know, doesn't go to zero in, in indoor. Okay. But, but I, I, you know, I, I fear that the, the county executive in Montgomery County is heading in that direction. Um, I, I feel like, the science between 50 and 25% is not there. I believe restaurants in particular have gotten picked on because they're an easy target in this. Okay. So my point being is at 50%, if you're self-distanced, if you're sitting at your own table, if you get up and when you go to the bathroom, you put a mask on, that's pretty safe to me. And, and, I don't believe has a greater risk than, you know, 20 kids playing in the field down the street here playing flag football with no masks or the youth soccer game that's still going on or parents congregating, you know, in someone's backyard or even in their house on the weekends. To me, the weekend gatherings have created more of a problem than restaurants. And then you take it to gyms, you know, you saw Soul, the, 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 the president of SoulCycle, the owner of SoulCycle, came out very harsh on Mayor Bowser, and rightly so. You, oh, uh, Solid Core, right? It wasn't Soul, it, Solid uh, Core. Uh, Solid Core. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I said SoulCycle. But, you know, yeah. Orange, uh, Theory, Orange Theory seems to be following that, too. They're basically saying they're not going to close. No, and they shouldn't. 
They should push back. They should fight. They should sue. They should do everything in their power to not close. At some point, enough is enough. Orange Theory is extremely safe. That's what, and, and that's I, what I, I, you know. I haven't been to a solid core, but I'm assuming she following the same protocols. I mean, literally, Orange Theory. I went last night. There's four or five people on the treadmill. There's two treadmills open in between each person. The minute you enter the facility, your temperature is taken. They spray the bottom of your shoes with disinfectant because when you're stepping on equipment, they hand you multiple wipes. There's wipes all over the place. Yeah. You're not within two. So if you're on a rower, there's two in between. And then four, they wait till one section moves to the other one rotates. And you can never take your mask off. And I'm saying to myself, why are like, I bet you they've had hundreds of thousands of people who've taken classes since they've been able to reopen. Well, that was her argument. Yeah. I'm going to bet you there's not one positive person who got it in that facility. Okay, but Patrick, what what do you think the difference is? Because it does sound like, and CDC, even on their website, you know, after you tweeted and many, many other people, comedians, lots of people tweet this, you know, that leave restaurants open. But when you do go to CDC's website, since the virus started and tracking, they do say that a a huge portion, 60% of people have said they've either dined in or dined out, you know, leading up to a week leading up to a virus. I think they they cut it off at two weeks. I mean, that does seem to be a correlation. You know, I mean, I get it. I'm not saying there's not a correlation. What I'm saying is I don't think I think if you're at 100 percent right now, we're at 75 percent packing people into a restaurant. I would agree 100 percent. But I think at 50 percent, no bar, you can't can't belly up to the bar. I think if you're not serving food and, you know, I do. and, And if you notice, I really haven't disagreed with the nine or 10 o'clock closings, because I do think the tendency is the more you drink later at night, the mask starts coming off, you're, 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 you let your guard down. So I do think trans- transmission possibly is greater at, in the evening. See, I think that's so stupid. It's like, to me, what, ten, why is 10 p.m. going to make any bit of difference? For because younger people, people drinking, they're just going to go get hammered earlier. Like, do well, you think that would have deterred? Say that though, but people don't. But they don't really. They go out to dinner. And if you're sitting at a table in a restaurant and you haven't been out through the entire pandemic and you start drinking more and more, then somebody walks up. Oh, you see somebody you knew and they walk up to your table and there's no mask on and you're having another drink. Listen, whether it helps or not, it's at least something rather than closing or rather than at 25 percent, they cannot survive. You can't keep staff on. There's, there's not enough business. And, and especially, listen, in these cold cities Colder and states. Colder months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. New York, D.C., everywhere. How can you do outdoor dining? I mean, and I and- also believe that we still, there's something else going on here. Okay. From the beginning, lack of national leadership. Got it. Then CDC was all over the place. Fauci, I'm tired of him. I really am. I'm just tired of the guy. Like, enough with Fauci. What? My boyfriend like, Fauci? We're no, over him? En- enough with him, right? He, he's a he's a media hound now, and I'm uh, done. Done with him, okay? And, and you look at a California who basically never came out of phase two. Mm-hmm. They're the worst state in America right now. The worst. Yep. Yeah, Florida spiked. Texas spiked. But then they came back down. No schools, no, no, nothing's open, and yet they can't control it. 
Why? You know why? Because people are selfish. At some point, you can't penalize a business because people are selfish. Yes, if a particular business is not adhering to the rules, I mean, I'll tell you the the place, the few places we decide to go to, they're tough. They don't they don't mess around. They walk over. They have somebody monitoring. Put your mask on, or you leave. So, uh, you know, I think there's too much control now. Too much government control without a lot of science to tell me how much risk is reduced from 50 to 25. Well, I mean, I think you, a lot of people are getting frustrated. I think a lot of people are pushing back. Um, You're right. And, you know, in addition on the CDC's website, they do say basically family gatherings, you know, people take their masks off. These family gatherings are huge spreaders. Uh, You know, you, you, any, time you essentially sit with someone who's covid positive in a house in in a restaurant for you know more than a few minutes you essentially everyone's getting covid you know i mean that's kind of where it's at you know to me i think what's what's been amazing is Nobody, Dr. Fauci kind of addressed it at the beginning, but nobody addresses the fact, too, that as a nation, we are like one of the most unhealthy countries like in the world. You know, we're over we're almost at a 50 percent obese rate across the country. It's like no talk of that. There's a big um, he's he's a famous runner, author. He's um, uh, a low, low carb, almost no carb advocate even though a lot of runners and athletes think they have to have carbs to supplement their 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 exercise he he believes in the opposite his name's tim noakes okay and and he's been he's been railing this for months and months that america is not healthy america is they eat terribly they eat processed food and he believes there's a direct correlation to how America has struggled with this yeah. versus some other countries that eat more fresh plant-based, all, you know, all kidding aside, types of, of, of stuff. So, listen, I don't think that's all 250,000 people who have passed. You know, but I think if you start breaking it down and you, know, you, you extrapolate the, those that are 75, 80 plus, those that you know had, you know, pre-existing conditions or, or underlying issues, and you start really looking at who has this affected the most, there may be something to that. And again, I have, I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at any of the data, but he, he's, oh, he's, yeah, been, yeah. he's been pushing this narrative. We can move on in a second. My overarching point is, is I know how to run a television station. Well, some would disagree with that, but... <laughs> okay, well, for I the most part, you know, it's been working. You've been there, what? I don't know. You've been the GM, what, eight or nine years now? How many years? Eight, eight years. Eight years, okay. I, I, I believe I know how to run a TV station. Okay. Okay. But, and I've said this last week, when you elect a county executive like Mark Elridge, Elridge and Gavin Newsom in California governor, right? Some of these people get elected, A, because of name recognition, popularity, lack of voting, like, you know, in this county, extremely liberal county, uh, you know. But you're not electing them to deal with a pandemic. Right. You're just not. Yep. And, yes, they're supposed to listen. To, and, and I think they've been failed by some people around them. I think they're, they, they've been failed by social media. I think they've been failed by the CDC and, in some cases, NIH. And, you know, let me go back to Fauci for a second. I believe Fauci you know, was through the summer 
you know, he, he was on point, you know, and, but the guy has no solutions to me. Right. I, I, I don't like people in, in positions of leadership that don't bring solutions to the table. He's always what you should not do. And I believe he should have been more vocal about keeping schools open. Okay. And again, I, I get criticized by my friends. Oh, you don't have a child. That's not the point. School, the schools in many of the con- many of the regions of this country should not have closed. I get why they closed maybe in March, April, May, because they didn't know anything. But there is no reason schools should not have been able to open come September of this past year. Not. Yeah. It's- not, I'm sorry. They failed the kids. They failed the parents of those kids. And. I, I believe that someone like a Fauci should have been, this is what you, and I know they, they did come out with like, okay, this is what schools need. But, you know, listen, I, I just, I, I, right, I right. don't think anyone gets an A grade on this. I think everyone's C or below. I think the country from the, from, from the president on down just hasn't. You know, listen, I've given Hogan, who's the governor of Maryland, some, some credit. I think he has done a pretty good job. But, um, you know, maybe there's some B's, but no one's gotten an A on this. this. Well, how did you feel about the New York Post, New York Post, the Washington Post article? I thought this was fascinating because they're obviously looking at who's going to receive the vaccine first. Obviously, frontline workers, of course, the elderly. But then they're talking about actually vaccinating obese people first, because like we talked about, you know, they are not doing well. If you're 100, 150 pounds overweight and you get this, you cannot breathe. What? feel about that i'm so torn i I actually don't even think i I think this country again making a mistake i think that they should be the first people who should get it frontline workers 100 i think everybody's in agreement there okay after that i wouldn't even give it to the elderly first i wouldn't give it to the compromise i'd give it to all the 25 to 45 year olds that want to go out and party on the weekends all of them that are still going to restaurants still going to bars not wearing masks unfortunately I'd give it to them first line them up give it to them because then that's going to protect the other people more if you're 75 or 80 right now you know not to go out you know you need to wear a mask you're being safe hopefully most I would say so let them continue to self-isolate quarantine whatever you want to call it give it to everyone else first no we're going to do it reverse and it's I mean, because I, you know I, what? Yeah, I'm because really it, blown. Because it, w- it wouldn't be socially acceptable in our country to do it the other way You know, I have to agree with you. I'm really torn on that. As someone who's been overweight, you know, and been in an obese category, I just am like, I just cannot believe that, you know, and and of course you deserve empathy if you're overweight, you know, you're still a good person, all those things. But I'm like, wow, like we have so many people in this country, a hundred pounds, 200 pounds overweight, and they cannot And and also those people, obese in most cases, it's probably not their only issue, right? They probably have, whether it's diabetes. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, obviously, being heavily overweight creates a lot of other health health issues. So it's like we continue to enable people in this country to just continue to make mediocre or bad decisions. We really do. I mean, it's like and not that I want to punish anyone that's obese, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, you know, instead of taking this as an opportunity and some people are to change their diets, we're almost rewarding people who have remained very obese, like, okay, well, we're going to vaccinate you. That's like shocking to me versus the people who have been out exercising, social distancing. You're going to be the last ones to get it. And and I don't say this. That's crazy. I believe 
too many decisions in this country by those who know better and maybe would advocate for a different path or course of action. Don't because of social media. I just do. Which to me, I don't know how you feel since this election, but this election, I have actually been off social media more since this election because I thought if I learned one thing from this election is social media is full of shit. It it is completely, these are people who are, I love like you and I both follow comedian Tim Dillon and stuff. And he always says like in the comedy world, the people that make the most noise are comedians that really aren't working, you know? And it's like, that is social media, you know? And and yet these people hold, the only place they hold a significant amount of power is on social because nobody off of social media, the rest of the country was not listening. This was a very close election. You know, yes, President, you know, Joe Biden won. But social media is so full of crap. These people do not represent the general population whatsoever. Well, I think they're full of crap on a lot of things. I think I think they're full of crap on, the, you know, most of the people on Twitter are, are from the bubble states. Totally. Bubble, bubble cities, bubble regions. It's journalists listening to journalists, pundits listening to pundits. Uh, advocates listening to advocates or, or not listening, I should say, in most cases, you know, and it, it's it's easy to criticize. And, and it's also very easy to organize mm-hmm. a, a campaign against a particular company or person. Uh, it, it's it's and, and, you know, we haven't talked much politics here, but I'm just exhausted by Trump, like exhausted. I'm exhausted by him. I'm exhausted by the people who are continuing to advocate that somehow this election was rigged. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's utterly. It's just I can't think of a better word. It's it's yeah, it's so it's getting so tired. It's beyond tired. It's desperate. It's like you've talked about, you know, any legacy he might have had, I think, is dwindling by the day. I think you're seeing even some diehard Trump supporters either not commenting or just backing off. Totally. I, listen, I could even try to put you know, I always try to put myself in other people's shoes. Right. And I said to myself, OK, he's a narcissist to begin with. He's an egomaniac. He's all about Trump. And he's looking at these numbers saying, I got I think he got 12 million more votes than four years ago. Right. Right. And then you start breaking down the numbers and, you know, Obama won more counties than Biden, Biden. And you, you start like looking at the numbers and you're saying, how can I have a loss? The fact and, and all his advocates and, and the pundits are like, well, the Republicans did well down ballot. You know what? They're not the one thing they don't want to realize people voted against Trump because he was Trump. Yeah. Right. 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 They voted against the person, the personality, the antics, the, the vitriol. They voted against him. And yes, mail-in balloting probably won Biden the election. Trump knew this in the summer. That's why they were so against it. Not because it was illegal or rigged or would, pres- you know, people could manipulate the system. Okay, was a ballot here or there? Maybe who knows? But the reason they were against it was because a lot of people who voted didn't like Trump, and they they didn't have to go out of their homes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just. Do you think we're getting closer to some sort of um, concession, if you will? No, because no, no, you don't. You don't. I, okay. I don't. I, I just 
you know, I, I, I think they continue think, to lose lawsuits. Uh, and, and like you said, you, you tweeted that story. A lot of people are starting to distance themselves from him. Mm-hmm. Here's what he's also doing. And yes, and his base, the, the his radical diehard base will always be there and he'll be an influence, whether it's in the Republican Party, his own party. He will be a force, right? There's no doubt. He has too many people who buy into what he's saying. But he, he, I think he's actually lost any sense of having a true impact, like on 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 policy, on 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 real issues. Yeah, because of this, I, you know, I don't know. I I just no. I I, I look. I completely agree listen, with you. I think super it's super close. And again, put the popular vote aside because everyone talks. Oh, popular vote. You know what? Until the popular vote is the re- the way we pick, I don't want to hear about matter. the popular vote. Yep. Because Biden's up, I think, 6.2 million. Mm-hmm. 6 million of it's California. One yeah. state. Basically, one state. The Influence margin in that. California is almost 89 or 92 percent of the total popular vote that Biden is up. And if that's the kind of election we want, then, uh, you know. But anyway, so enough for Trump. It's time to move on. Biden's starting to name people. Um, and you know, we're going to listen, we're going to have a peaceful transition one way or the other. Yes. It's it's just a shame that it's happening this way. Absolutely. Um, anything else in politics you want to talk about? Also a good op-ed, um, that you shared about, uh, President Obama essentially, and one Washington Post writer kind of calling him out that, you know, really when he was in office, you know, Trump obviously gets a lot of backlash about what he said about media, but they said that the Obama administration was actually one of the toughest on journalists. Obama's and his administration were very Mm anti-media, although he presented himself when he spoke as pro-media. Listen, Trump, Obama was a great orator. He was very smooth. And I don't say that in a negative way. He just was, he was, he was Bill Clinton, right? He was smooth. He was very strategic, but he wasn't, he wasn't overly transparent with the media. He, he didn't do a ton of interviews. I, the article I think you're referencing was that, yeah, he talked, he did a ton of interviews, but they were with like Zach you know, Galifianakis Zach, between right. two ferns. <laughs> like it was like with, you know, the, the late night type hosts and people who would throw softballs, people who would be in awe of him and wouldn't really ask him serious questions. And, um, and listen, I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that many in the, in the media are so thankful that Trump is leaving that, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they handle Biden. I hope they don't take four years off, you know, because their job, you know, the, is reason remain, press yeah. is, the reason our press is free is is to hold people to account, right? And, and that doesn't mean you need to be, you know, digging up things and being negative, but, you know, hold hold people to account and, and hold people who we elect to account. Sure. And I hope that, I hope they continue to do that. Yeah, that article was really great. It was, it was, you know, I just think it, like you said, it spoke to the Obama administration being very strategic, but really behind the scenes, um, you know, in a way did some things that the Trump administration got so much shit for, you know? But and, I also think it shows you that, and, and I'm not saying this is necessarily a bad thing. This country, and, and maybe other countries, I don't know, I've only lived in this country, 
if you're a nice person, and I'm sure Obama was a very nice person, right? Yep. And certainly appears very nice, right? Good father. Michelle was great. Kids, raising kids, came from humble backgrounds. Yeah, whole package. Yes. So if you have that good-looking, smooth, you know, the whole thing, if you have that package, it goes a long way. Like, you don't have to say much. People right. are still going to follow you. Like, like, you know, I've, I said this, you know, Obama likes to be a, he, he's a, he's a revisionist. He, he can say how things were, even though they weren't. And people will believe because he's, he's Obama. Right. And, and listen, that's a skill. It's a quality, right? Sure. But you also have to be a decent person to do that. I think to get away with that to some degree, or at least on the surface sure. you know, to, to the public, a nice person. So listen, he's, um, He's he's still revered. If he ran today, he'd win again. Um, so, and I think that's why he's one of you know considered one of the most popular presidents of all time, even though his policies. Mm, well, they were t- some were pretty tough. I mean, some were pretty tough. Leave and- a lot to be desired. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we, we have talked a lot of politics, obviously a lot of coronavirus, which the COVID nineteen continues to dominate headlines. Um, what about sports? You know, there's a lot going on in sports over the weekend. Uh, Did you care at all about the Tyson fight that was, no, you know, not, much promoted? Didn't even, give it, didn't even give it two thoughts. It was a joke. I, get, <laughs> I know it's for charity. Great. Um, we just talked about Tyson last week, right? Here's we, did, a convicted, we did. And listen, I don't say he's a convicted rapist. He's a convicted rapist. You don't think he should get a second chance. He's, he's redone no. his image. No. Sorry. No. Okay. The Roy Jones Jr. fight. I mean, didn't you, th- oh, I don't know, the I, highlights were, I thought these are two guys who just made an agreement to make some money, get out there in the ring, throw a few punches. It was just to me so, I don't know, so amateur-like. And and um, I found the fight, the pre-fight with Jake Paul, the YouTuber, and Nate Robinson, the former NBA player, like highly disturbing. I mean, these people are amateur fighters. I, I don't uh, know how Nate Robinson Some alive. of it was for charity, right? Or a lot, was it all for charity, I believe, or something? I don't think it, I mean, a portion of it was, but they all, I mean, I had read that both Jake Paul and Nate Robinson walked away with $600,000 each. Wow. Tyson made a million. So did Roy join. They both made a million. So I guess they maybe, maybe they also gave a million or a couple million to charity. But at the end of the day, it was, that was very bizarre. I, I, I found I, it to be. I, I didn't I, care. I didn't care one second. Um, you know, the NFL is starting to struggle. Oh, aren't the uh, games almost hard to watch? The team seems so bad. Well, I think you have a lot of injuries. You have a lot of, you know, in some cases, people who aren't playing. You know, I, you know, I think the train, the lack of training camps has has hurt some teams. Uh, I don't, you know, listen. I think the games. I'm, I'm, I'm actually more into this season than I've been in the past, which is kind of interesting. Oh, okay. Maybe just because you know. The appetite for sports at the time was was so great, uh, but you know you got games now being played on Mondays, Tuesdays, and in this case, you know you got the, the Steelers Baltimore game now Wednesday of this week tomorrow, uh, and then next week you'll have a game on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, you know I think they've done a pretty good job trying to you know manage the positives and 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 so forth. College is just all over. I think you had 18 college games canceled this week. Uh, games are being pushed and canceled. We have Ohio State has only played four games. And yet, wow. you know, so, so they may only play one or two more games. 
and yet they may go to the college playoffs? No, I don't. I don't think that's right. And I'm not saying it's their fault necessarily, but sure, the Big Ten started late. They made that decision, so they got a three. You know, I think it was three to four week late start, at least four weeks, probably mid October. So actually, probably five six weeks late start versus some others. Um, and now they've had a bunch of cancellations. Uh, no, you know, listen, I think it's going to be an asterisk year in a lot of sports. Um, but, but wait, 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 tell me more about, cause you were tweeting about Washington football team, which essentially is like leading the division and they're four and I'm, I'm seven. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that, I, that's I, like... again, this is when I sound like a curmudgeon, but I'm, but, but I'm going to be very candid, right? Now, okay. okay. The Washington sports media leaves a lot to be desired. Okay. okay? And, and what I mean by that is they're excited about a four and seven team because they're tied for first place. And yes, it's a new coach Rivera. And I've, I've been, I've been very like, um, I think he, he has a chance to turn this franchise around. They lost their starting quarterback. Well, I shouldn't say they lost him. They benched them Haskins and then they lost their backup. So Alex Smith's back in now. Uh, and they're four and seven. They have the third worst record. In the NFC, see this but is what the, yeah. But because the NFC East is so bad, they actually have a shot at the playoffs. So let's not act like this is a good year so far. They're four and seven. They've only beat the Cowboys twice, who are three and eight. They beat the Bengals. I know, right? I'm telling you, this I is mean, why NFL is hard to watch. They, it's bad. I, I believe I believe the record of the teams they beat are like six and twenty one. Like. Any other year, you'd be killing the Washington football team. Did I say Redskins? I shouldn't have said Redskins. Oh, well. Washington football team. Uh, you'd be killing them. But now, do they show some promise? Yeah, they got it. Uh, you know, the wide receiver, the new wide receiver is great. McLaurin, uh, you know, they, their defense looks good. Chase Young looks like a star. Oh, so, so by no means am I saying that you shouldn't look at the positives. But at the end of the day, they literally have beaten no one. Right. Like, not a good team. They've lost all the games to, to good teams. They have the Steelers coming up next week. They still have to play the Seahawks. We'll see. But let's like, stop with this. Oh, wash. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're terrible. Well, they're the, it, it just... worst, they're the third or fourth worst team in the NFC. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, this is what he said at the start. It's hard to watch NFL. I think most of the teams are so bad. It's It's difficult to watch. Uh, you know, obviously, my husband's from from Michigan, and he's a Detroit Lions fan. And of course, they just fired, you know, Matt Patricia and and um, and by the way, they're, f- they're they're four and seven, and they fired their coach. That, see, there you go. Now, granted, he's had five years. Yeah, Rivera's in his first year. So that's not a fair comparison. And Rivera's but. going through cancer treatment. You know, I think the hope is once Rivera gets healthier, you know, he you know that's very difficult to balance, but. The NFL I, has been very hard to watch, I think. Uh, there was a bright spot, though, in college football in Vanderbilt with Sarah Fuller. Um, female kicker came through in the game there. She, you know, and being congratulated. Of course, you know, people had criticism for her um, for for being on the team. But but you actually came to her defense. What, what did you think about that story? Well, I, think I came to her defense because, well, I don't think people are criticizing her. Well, All the criticism I read was... Why is it a big story? You know, like Jason Whitlock, uh, you know, who, who just writes articles for clickbait, came out and said it, it was like a make-a-wish story. It wasn't 
you know, it wasn't like this, you know, uh, breaking a ceiling type story because she only kicked off. He sort of did it for clickbait. You're okay. So you're saying that like the credit, he called it a make a wish. And I, and then I saw a lot of people, well, she only kicked off, blah, blah. It's not about that. The fact is, you know, especially as someone, you know, my daughter played college sports. Women have been marginalized, especially in sports for a long time. And granted, a lot of it's rating base and revenue base, and I get that, right? By no means do I, you know, I've been a, I've been an advocate of equal performance and equal pay, not necessarily just equal pay. You know, I don't necessarily think the women's soccer. Yeah, a lot uh, of people. Um, yeah, you know, I'm talking about the professional soccer team should make the same as a European men's soccer team. Sure. Because, of the, you know, they're generating hundreds and hundreds of times the, the amount of revenue. But this is about opportunity. It's about the fact that she could do it. It's about that they asked her to do it. It's about that the, 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 her teammates embraced her. Yeah. It's about the perception it creates. It's about the positive story that it was. And, you know, People are like, oh, well, if she, you know, if she can't be a linebacker, then she shouldn't be. Like, what? Like, th- those are the people we just talked about that are on social media that are just probably have never been athletes, never played a game, don't know what it is to be competitive, don't know what it is to 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 be told, well, you can't do that. You're a girl. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was very critical. Um, I thought it was a good story. I actually think one of the better stories of the weekend was the, and I can't remember her name, but I think she was the coach for Cleveland Browns, became the first female to coach a position, a a group of like, like I I can't remember if it was defensive backs or receivers. I can't remember. Okay. So because what the coach who coached that, those position players um, had, I believe was being quarantined for COVID. So she's on the staff. And she coached the position players for the entire game, and first time in history. And, I mean, that, yeah, that's a huge story. Yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. got it kind of got lost in the Sarah Fuller stuff. But um, so, it, listen to me. It's about opportunity. It's about allowing people to prove themselves. And um, yeah, so yeah, I was very, I was very critical. A um, uh, lot of sports talk. What what other things are you know on your mind? I was going to say you know the the uh, of course we talk about Twitter and basically social media having a voice. This kind of ridiculous petition that Amber Heard not be allowed in Aquaman. Um, I think it's up over a million signatures. Uh, given the whole Johnny Depp beat up Johnny Depp. Yeah, the whole Johnny Depp thing. Aren't you aren't you proud? I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't even have to look it up and we didn't rehearse that either, Sarah. No, I know. And it's just, that's another one to me. It's like, oh my God, you know, I mean, there's a million people who will never act, you know, who have something to say about that. Uh, listen, I... And Johnny I Depp given, is going to go on. I have given that a lot of thought. If Johnny Depp beat up her, would he be in a movie? Yes, you know? he will go on to be in films. We see it all the time. Okay, so Alec then, Baldwin, Mike Tyson, yes. Yeah, I agree with you. So we just so then she's fine, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't agree that 
And again, I don't know the story around. I don't know who did she beat him up or she, I don't even know the story. Right. Uh, yeah. So. They, they were like, look, I mean, the, after all the court proceedings they went through, because, you know, he tried to sue the son for defamation and, and for, you know, alleging that he was an alcoholic, a drug addict, abuser, which he lost the case. But, you know, it, what came out in that is they were both uh, essentially drinkers and alleged drug users and beat each other up. So, yeah, I mean, they, you know. Bottom line is it was a really toxic relationship. But are they going to go on to work in Hollywood? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood yeah, loves a yeah. comeback story. What else? Is there anything else going on locally you want to chat about? Um, no, I mean, listen, I think we're, you know, you know, I mean, for Fox 5, we're excited. Jeanette Reyes starts Monday. Oh, yes. Okay, that's right. Yes. So Our girl from Philly. That. Girl from Philly. Yeah. And formerly D.C., and, did she start uh, here by the way no her husband's on of course our competitor abc7 she, she she didn't start here but she did work for jla okay abc station and uh, then left to go to philadelphia and now coming back and her husband is still on jla got it so she's actually going to be competing directly against him in the morning yeah he's he's toast well we like a little competition absolutely yeah, he, he, he has he has no shot so uh, he's toast I also was saying to you, you know, it kind of broke, I think, shortly after we recorded last week's episode. But Chief Newsham, who's been on this podcast, yeah. headed to Prince William County as the police chief there, steps down in D.C. What were your thoughts on that? Listen, I think it's a loss for D.C. I yeah. think, he, I, you know, my senses and, you know, certainly we've spoken to him in the past, but and have not in this since since he's announced um, I think he was frustrated with the D.C. Council. I think uh, uh, Councilman Allen, I believe, uh, changed. Um, I, I guess it's a it's not a charter. I, I guess, I'm not sure exactly what it would be called, but he he kind of changed the the rule on the on the chief and made it retro that it was only a four year term. So next year, Chief Newsham would have had to. Uh, be renominated by the mayor and then reconfirmed by the council, which may have been tough in this environment. Uh, you know, I, I think Newsom and and the council got into it in the summer with all the defund the police rhetoric, and I think they they changed some some things and moved some money around on him. And I don't. And Newsom came out and was very critical that they haven't really looked at what the D.C. Police Department has done over the last 20 years and, and working with the community. And, you know, I mean, really, when you look at the way I think the D.C. Police interaction with the community has evolved, it's 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 much better than many other cities. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm, I was a big fan of his, so I'm not going to hide that. I don't know all the inner workings of the police department. Sure. But um, I think it's a big loss. I do. And I'm concerned that they're going to end up with, you know, somebody who, um, you know, the council would rather have than maybe the mayor. Um, I Listen, I've been, I was I, I have a roller coaster opinion of Mayor Bowser. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's on the downside again. <laughs> right we like her at times and then we don't, which, you know, is probably any any politician. She def- I think she should have been more vocal. She did defend him, but should have been more vocal. And she was a I kind of a fair weather she fan. Ju- she just tries to play the political. She tries to play the balancing act sometimes too much. Yeah, of a politician. And, uh, yeah, but sometimes well, you got to. Sometimes to lead, you have to lead. To, 
she never she never she never seems to lead to me. She's always like in the middle, wishy washy, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like either lead or or don't lead. Like you're the mayor of a major city. You're a mayor of a city that wants to be a state, which in essence would make you a governor. So lead, be vocal, take a position. You know. Um, you know her her gym thing, and and then just I don't know. I just I just feel like sometimes she's just always trying to play that you know that line in the middle of this you know, and and she doesn't take take a you know a, a, a stand on on many things. So. Well, two things I wanted to add to the Newsham thing that stood out when we interviewed him. One, he actually became an attorney to better know the laws. Um, you know, which with prosecutors, with the criminal defense attorneys, yeah. and also to to show his officers, the men and women, like, hey, look, I can be a you know, he he's a dad. He was a police chief, and he got his law degree to show like you can expand, you can do yeah, multiple and he got things. His law degree while he was on the force. While he was on the force, and that was a way of better understanding when people have complaints against this, the police, what what are their rights? What are the police department's rights? I thought that was significant of him. And we asked him two years ago when we interviewed him about Black Lives Matter yeah. and the programs that they had put into place to, like you said, have officers in the community, in the schools, um, have diversity training, were well in effect. And I thought the sad part about Bowser is they never gave him any credit for you know when all this was going down this summer i agree with you i think she kind of thought well you know let's a a little rioting and looting is fine and you know the police department needs to be and no one ever sort of gave him i think it's a loss for dc yeah me too i think it's great for him 31 years on the force i'm sure he's got a nice pension from the city he'll go to prince william county where they clearly want him and i think he'll take a lot of his expertise and 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 do yeah. a really really good job for them so uh you know plus at, you know listen at some point too i don't know how old he is i'm guessing he's what, do, what would you say like I don't, in his 50s yeah 50s probably headed to 60 i guess you know it's it's a grind, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a grind. I'm not saying Prince William it won't be, but I, less I'm of a different. grind, though. I bet, don't you? You well, don't. You're not this high think, profile. I think, being, I think being a sheriff is a little different. Uh, is it called sheriff? Is that what he's going to be, Prince William County Sheriff? I believe so. Okay. That's, I'm sure it's different than being the major, you know, oh, police yeah. chief in Washington D.C. with all the. Everything goes on here from a federal standpoint and security standpoint. So apparently he's staying through the inauguration and then uh, he he will leave. Yeah. So I wish him well. Good luck. I mean. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I, I thought he was great when we interviewed him. He took a lot of tough questions. But I think this summer probably like did him in. I mean, it's just like, which I don't blame him. I mean, it's like you're in a no win and, you know, I don't know how much of backing. Don't even get me started with the D.C. City Council. Oh, Hey, look, I'm glad I don't live in the district anymore. Um, I know. Okay, anything else we want to cover or we'll be back oh, next week? I think we're good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how COVID still dominates, right? We thought in the fall we'd be talking less about it, and yet now it's like every headline. Sarah, so, when, do you think we'll, when do you think we'll get to sit next to each other again? I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about that. I was thinking you guys must be saying not a lot of major staff back in the building till I don't know what. July. Did you say July 2021? Was that what you were thinking? Well, or? no. What I what I've told you because we're moving to our new building come June. The, the the those who are 
currently out of the building working will never come back into this building. So you and I will never be back in this building. Wow. Hopefully we'll be in the new building. Okay. Are there things I wanted to take from Fox 5? God, I got to go look. Okay. (laughs) Who's there? Angie Goff. Maybe she can send us some memorabilia. Maybe she can grab me some stuff. (laughs) From the old promotions closet. There's not much in that building you want to take. Trust me. We got to go check our old podcast studio. Is there anything left in there? Oh my God, that's nuts! I don't know, Patrick. When do you? Th- I, so I don't. So we're think- building. We're building a kick-ass new podcast studio in the new building with all new equipment, monitors. You're going to be excited, Sarah. Oh, I can't wait! But yet, when will we? Do we think July of 2021? We're going to use that. June. 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 Okay. We're going to be in a. We're going to have vaccines. We're going to be all excited in June. Okay. When we're uh, well, who knows? I mean, by that time, I might have moved to an even more liberal state of, um, of you know, California. So, you know. <laughs> you, live in, you live in Virginia. Well, Northern Virginia is extremely low. The state's liberal, but not, the state's not liberal. Virginia's not liberal. Virginia is probably what? Uh, moderate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to be moving to an extremely liberal state. What, Maine? No. Uh, California. Moving oh, to Los Angeles. I, no one's moving to California. Stop. <laughs> want to move to LA. I mean, do oh, I want to live? No. Do I, you know, am I excited about all their policies? Not really. My husband is though, you know, my husband's a big uh, smog taxes, expensive. Homelessness. Yeah, I'm ready for the sunshine. I'm ready for the heat. I'm ready for the sunshine. We'll go to Phoenix. Less taxes. I don't want to, who wants, to, who wants to live in Arizona? What? A, no, absolutely not. No, thanks. Texas? No, I don't want to live in Texas either. Oh, no, if I wanted to see a bunch of rednecks driving huge trucks with tires, I'd go back to Maine. No. How about Albuquerque? Absolutely not. No. I want to visit Texas. I want to eat their barbecue. All right, I, so then go go to like bye. Northern California, where at least you get, you know. I love Hollywood. How do you not go to Los Angeles? And, you know, I want to do all the things that people aren't supposed to do there. Go to the Beverly Hills Hotel, have $25 drinks. Okay. I so love after, Hollywood. So after two, after two weekends, you'll, you'll be like... <laughs> <laughs> You'll like be done the, with all the touristy stuff. <laughs> I like the hypocrisy of Hollywood. No, that's where great film, films and television are made. It's and, and I love the eccentric people of Los Angeles. Listen, Dan will fit right in. There's oh, he will. Out there. He will love it. Believe me, he will be campaigning for socialized everything. The, <laughs> I know, I know. Slap right. your head on, on that, that one. Note, I'm going. Where do people follow you? <laughs> Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. We'll see you next week.